This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode 191. We're almost to 200. I am your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my uh, special co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? <laughs> Woo! I'm a special co-host today. Yeah, you're the, you're the best co-host ever. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> I think that's probably true. I'm probably a better co-host than I am a host. I don't know. Maybe I'm a better host than a co-host. I can't tell. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, Adam, it's been a while. It's be, it has been a while. It has been, has been a while. Has what, been. What, what have you been up to? Well, I did not run a marathon. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, that's oddly specific, but sure. <laughs> well, I, I have probably uh, gone a marathon in distance on my feet, but not all at once. So, uh, but now we did, we were planting. So mid-April we were planting. So we put in another 600 lavender plants, you know, just a small little task. It's, it's funny. We, we think 400 plants is just not a big deal anymore <laughs> to put in. Impressive. Um, <laughs> Well, it'd be impressive if they all survived. We had a rough winter. The mm -hmm. uh, we had a drought in at the end in the fall when we planted, and then we had a really harsh winter where we had some times under freezing for two weeks straight, which was tough. Killed almost all those fall plants, so we got to plant them again. So, but it wasn't just us. So everybody had some troubles. <laughs> well, misery loves company, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So got Oof. that going. So that kept us busy and, uh, you know, spent time going back and forth, getting everything ready for the spring and mowing and trimming and, you know, all that fun stuff. So that kept us busy for the month. How about you? Uh, my arrow garden is blooming again. Uh, you're going to have to pardon my ignorance. What's an arrow garden? An arrow garden. I guess we have to, you know what? I'm going to skip ahead. This is my nifty. <laughs> I thought we've covered this before. Uh, Aero Garden is, they sell various shapes and, well, various sizes. They're mostly the same shape. It's a little rectangular thing that uh, grows that you can use as a miniature garden. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's about the, like, the footprint size of a shoebox, the mm -hmm. one I have is. Um, but it can be, you know, much taller. And uh, they have uh, little plant pods. So you buy these, they look sort of like golf tees only or golf tees or fancy tea bags that you might've gotten sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That, I've seen know, that. Show up like little triangular shape, but you essentially they're little seed pods. There's like a little bit of dirt and the seeds in these things. And the arrow garden itself is just a big basin of water with holes for the pods to go in. And you put in water, you put in plant food and that uh, it circulates the water. It keeps it running. So it's always, mm -hmm. you know, fresh to a, a, a degree uh, and it has lights across the top. So it's like a baby miniature greenhouse mm -hmm. and uh, you put those in and uh, within, you know, a few days, depending on the seeds, you might have little seedlings start to sprout. Um, cool. 
when I went away to Costa Rica, um, they had, I had started, some of my lettuces had started to die off. Mm -hmm. And of course I was gone for a month. Um, came back, wiped them all out, started over again. Mm -hmm. And now I have like three or four heads of lettuce blooming. And so soon I'll have like five or six heads of lettuce and I can just pluck a few leaves off every day and have a steady supply of fresh lettuce here in my house. And as long as you don't defecate in it, you will not get E. coli from your lettuce. That's good <laughs> to know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's pretty cool though. Yeah, so how long, is. It, how long does it take to grow a full-size pot plant in that? I don't know. But if I wanted, <laughs> it would be perfectly legal here in the great state of Massachusetts. <laughs> so. it's, still not, it's still not legal here. You can, yep. you, you can barely grow hemp uh, mm, with no yes. THC. But you mm. can, but it's, it's not worth the hassle. It's not worth the hassle. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my nifty, an arrow garden. So yeah, what a, definitely check it out. What else are you growing in there? You said you're growing lettuce. Right now, just lettuce. When I first mm -hmm. got it, um, when you buy it by default, they come with a little starter pack. And the one I got came with just a bunch of herbs. Mm -hmm. So it was like parsley, thyme, dill, etc. cetera, mm -hmm. um, which is nice to have. But I made the mistake when I first got it of getting, you know, they, they the pods, they break them up into like low, medium and tall, you know, low, mm -hmm. medium and high. And the light is adjustable. So you can, you know, adjust it as okay. the plants start to get higher. Problem I had is I had dill, which is very leggy and it grows up mm -hmm. very tall. So the dill was always hitting the top and getting burned by the lights that it was on mm -hmm. all the time. Whereas the other stuff at the bottom was, you know, never going to grow as tall. So this time I decided I was just going to do lettuces, which are all roughly the same height. Yeah. Um, that said, one of them just like took off leaps and bounds ahead of the others. Mm -hmm. So it's already very tall and hitting the top, whereas the others are just barely starting to come out. So I'm mm -hmm. getting creative, like pulling it out from under the light, you know, so it has to do a little more with natural light, give a little more to the, to the other guys, you know, let it's, let his brothers have a little bit of sunlight and food too. So, mm -hmm. But it's cool. You know, I like it. It's like, oh, I think I'm going to make a salad tonight. And I go and shave off a few leaves and, you know, there you go. Food. Cool. Well, mm -hmm. and if you really want to get geeky, you know, I'm just imagining putting a sensor on it with a, a spindle so that the, you know, the sensor detects the plants, how far they grow. And then the light keeps going up as they grow. That would be really cool. <laughs> That, you know, it makes me wonder if someone actually hasn't already done that. If, if Arrow Garden doesn't have an advanced module that I, you know, that I don't have, maybe, yeah. maybe they sell one that does that. I don't know. It's, it's completely impractical, but for the hobbyist, I mean, yep. it's, it's right Sounds up our like alley in, in, in geekdom, geek health. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. So, so what else, what else is going on with Adam? Well, so first, you know, beginning of the month, middle of the month, we were doing the lavender and then the end of the month, uh, went fishing for a week. Cool. So a friend of mine, he's got property in Belize. So we went down to Belize and fished hard the whole week. There were, there were no girls with us, uh, no kids with us. So we got up at four, our job all week was to fish and that's what we did. <laughs> We fished hard. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's got property there and he has for years, but I mean, he's a, he's an avid fisherman. He's well, 
Kirk, you met him. We went, uh, he's the guy yeah. that went to Bahamas. You yes. Know, I, I was there with fishing with him in the Bahamas. And, uh, but he's never had the time to just like dedicate to finding places to fish. And, and, and Belize has a wide, you know, it's an entire country. It has all kinds of places you can fish. You can fish in the river, you can fish in the ocean, you can fish deep, you can fish bonefish and shallow. So, and the tarpon were running. So we were trying to catch tarpon and bonefish and permit and then anything else we could catch. We got some really big snook. Had the I cooked that for dinner. That was tasty. <laughs> I, I like how you how, how you tell me that the um the you know Belize is a country, you know, it's an entire country. It's like thank <laughs> you. It? Talk to me like I'm a American. <laughs> What state? What state is the city of Belize? State is Belize in. Uh, there were there were plenty of people who you know who were would ask us, um, uh, like you know if, if Vermont is in upstate New York. So yeah, I'm I'm used to that. Belize uh, is an island continent, you know, near the Indian Ocean, on the, south of Antarctica. Yep. You, you can find it right there. South of Antarctica. Okay, good. Good. That's wow. That's impressive. <laughs> so that. Oh man. No, it it is a fun country though, um, because it's got a lot of it's it's like here. You know, there's a lot of well, actually, it's not as culturally diverse as here, but it does have some cultural diversity. So okay. the the Garifuna, uh, the the Garifuna people were Africans who came over to um, to Belize. And so there's a lot of African culture. There's mm -hmm. the, the whole um, uh, Dangriga. They have uh, times that they have drum sessions and all of those fun things and cultural celebrations. But then there's also the Europeans who have been there too, because it used to be a British colony. It's now it's an independent country but it was a british colony until like the 80s so there's a lot of british um culture and then a lot of european culture by you know kind of by default you know the wherever the british go they're kind of friendly to the rest of the europeans and then they come over and so there are a lot of uh you know former country people they expatriate kind of makes it sound a little bit nicer but they're just they're foreigners <laughs> former country people it was like garth brooks after he changed you know to to hard rock or something <laughs> former country people so there's a lot of um there's a lot of uh, u.s money that's in their uh houses and property and actually right now there's a lot of chinese money being invested in the country mm -hmm. in um in government infrastructure because the government's really kind of primitive um just kind of small and of course we you we don't want big government because we don't big, want big government all in our pocket for taxes and everything else but without mm -hmm. some level of government you don't have police you don't have emergency services Let's you don't see. have sewers you don't have roads roads was good. roads are kind <laughs> of nice we like roads well the first time i went there i went there in 2012 and the highway we took was not paved it was a two lane highway that was uh, really one lane because you could only traverse one lane. And it took us an hour this time on a paved road to get from Belize city 
to the town of Hopkins, where normally it would take a half a day to traverse that over the dirt roads. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, Sounds like progress. Yeah, those are that's a good use of tax dollars right there. Got to put them somewhere, right? I mean, you yeah. can do schools, you could do, uh, yeah, schools, <laughs> roads, good things. We like those. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, fishing in Belize. Yeah, right. so that was fun. Okay. What about you? Uh, I ran my, my second classic marathon. You you ran your what? My second oh, your second. I thought you said marathon. Yes. You said ninety second. I'm like, I'm gonna have to hear how you did that. Were you in a plane, a fast moving plane? Yeah. No. <laughs> I was the Flash. Yeah. Uh, no, so over the last uh, month or so, uh, I've been to the movie theaters a bunch. Um, I ran my second, you know, just traditional 26.2 mile marathon, not a half marathon, not an ultra marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. Um, I going into it, I thought that maybe I had not prepared enough for it. Mm-hmm. Um, running it, you know, at around mile 18, I really thought I had not prepared enough for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, at mile 10, I, uh, stopped briefly to help a guy who collapsed in front of me. Oh, wow. Uh, yep. It was a little bit startling. Uh, this guy was maybe 10, 15 feet ahead of me. And I saw him all of a sudden he was like, carrying a glass of water because we had passed an aid station mm-hmm. and he just kind of like stumbled, jerked around through the cup and then fell down to his knees and then rolled over onto his back. Oh, wow. Turns out the guy was like 23 years old and really? had a pacemaker. Uh, and apparently the pacemaker thought he was working a little too hard. So it's like, bzz, shut him down, him, just shut him right down. And <laughs> so that was a case where once again, and I've talked about this on um, friends with Bruce with Scott, um, but I immediately, I had my Apple watch on me. I immediately called it up. Hey, dingus call 911 um immediately got you know got a hold to a 911 operator and you know within minutes the EMTs were there on site um so at the end of the race I did meet with one of the owners of Millennium Running the store mm-hmm. that organizes that race mm-hmm. and you know we were just talking and you know he it was like it was at the bar right like literally at the end of the trail at the race there's a restaurant there so lots of people were there Mm-hmm. And so my friend that I ran the race with and I were having dinner and well, I got up to, you know, like settle the bill. I, you know, couple saw a couple of guys talking. They're like, Oh, were you in the race today? I was like, yeah. Like how'd it go? And I was like, ah, you know, I, I said, I, I managed, you know, officially my time was, I, I don't even remember now. I think it was four twenty eight or something on paper. Mm-hmm. I said, but, but I'm giving myself, you know, I think I'm, I'm shaving like four or five minutes off of that because I stopped to call 911. And the, the guy I was talking was like, wait, you're the guy you called that in. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you, you heard about this. And then I noticed that they're all wearing millennium running shirts. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're the organizers. And they're like, yeah. And the guy was like, he was just, he's like, dude, you saved a life today. You're amazing. Blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know that I saved the life, but you know, I definitely did the right thing. I'll take it. And yeah. he's, uh, he's like, look, no, just send me your Strava. We can adjust your time. We'll take a look at that. And, you know, so I sent him my Strava link. He, he, he texted me. He's like, Peter, send me your Strava. 
So I sent him my link to my Strava time and my um, uh, a screenshot showing me at, the, at that time making the 911 call, you know, because mm-hmm. in my call history on my phone, never heard back from him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, eh, you know, whatever. It wasn't about that. But internally, um, I beat my first marathon time by by 10 minutes minus the stop you know, so I still took, took time off. So I was thinking about that, you know, that whole time I was thinking I hadn't prepared enough. I hadn't prepared enough, but the amount of preparation I did apparently was enough. Like mm-hmm. only, I think one time while I was prepping, I ran a half marathon, you know, like mm-hmm. one time I did 13 miles, yeah. um, which was unlike what, you know, Carola, the gal that I ran that with, she was hardcore training. She was doing like, you know, 17, 18, 20 miles long, you know, long runs on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Like I had done training for my previous ones. Mm-hmm. I was training maybe half as much as her and came out to like her time. I think she came out to an average pace of 10 minutes, eight seconds. And I came out to 10 minutes, 11 seconds. Okay. Come on. <laughs> so maybe I trained the right amount, <laughs> you know, yeah. of course there's, well, and- there's always factors, right? There's lots of other factors that could be contributing, but who knows? Yeah. I'm, I'm completely pontificating here, but there's some things I feel like physically, once you've done them and your body, you, you've set a pattern with it, you know, mm-hmm. I can bench press. I could take off for a bench press a year from now. Yeah. I would not be obviously as strong as I yeah. was. But within yep. a very, very short period of time, I could do the same weight that I was doing. As long right. As- <laughs> I, the thing is like, so, you know, as you know, we haven't touched on this yet, but, you know, haven't been doing as many pushups lately as I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I go through phases, like my shoulder will feel fine. I'll start doing them. And then like, I don't sleep right one night and my shoulders sore for like three or four days. Yeah. And I just don't know what's going on. I keep dragging my feet. I should just go see my physical therapist and get a diagnosis and get, you know, working on this again. Um, But like this morning and yesterday, not doing push-ups, not doing, you know, vinyasas for a while, just that first plank, you know, first chaturanga up dog, down dog transition Mm -hmm. was murder on my shoulders. Yeah. But, and, and, you know, in the morning, like my first set of push-ups, it's excruciating, but Mm -hmm. then if I do another set a few hours later, it's like nothing, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's conditioning, you know, they say like st- starting friction is greater than, you know, friction in movement or, you know, like once, mm-hmm. once the object gets going, it's easier to keep it going. Yeah. But Object in motion stays in motion. So we need, we need to do something else to the, the account. Cause I am now, there's nothing wrong with me. There's no reason I can't do push-ups every day, but I'll, I'll honestly forget. It won't be that I'm slacking or, yeah. uh, you know, like, oh, I don't, I just don't feel like it's like, no, it didn't occur to me. So yeah. I need to do push-ups, but you need to tell me what you're going to do uh, for, I mean, even if it's sit-ups, but we need so, to get back on our, uh, on our, our ground game. Well, I do have, um, I did buy a pull-up bar. Okay. So I do, I do have that. And I have been doing that. Not like as many it's position. It's hanging in my bedroom on my second floor. Mm -hmm. So pretty much not every time, but most times when I traverse from the third floor to the office, down to the kitchen or back, or I just go down to use the bathroom, I usually just go and grab a couple of chin-ups, you know, Mm -hmm. two or three. 
um classic style you know hands wide dangling and stuff i have not i think i might have been able to pull myself up like once so far so i'm still just kind of hanging for starters there um i'm trying to get the form down like because you know i was doing those um you know on an incline for a long time but then i finally caved and got the real pull-up bar which i i like um but i guess i don't know um you know i those don't hurt me right so i want to do those more so i could um you know i could i could commit to doing those mm-hmm. i can i should also be doing at least a few i think that i'm good to do at least like 10 push-ups a day i don't think i have any excuse to not do those so yeah, i think we should. we should recommit okay let's let's do it i think we um, should recommit to the ground game bro right ground game bro um i I think you should, um, my personal opinion is that you should be cautious with doing pull-ups every day. I don't think you should do pull-ups every day. I think at most three times per week, because it is a very straining thing. Mm -hmm. It's a stretch Mm -hmm. and a strain. Um, and so I think you could, I think you could injure yourself if you were doing that every day. Okay. Now, again, the maximum, the most, the biggest set that I've done so far at once is like five yeah it's so probably not doing not. a lot mm-hmm. you know so but i will yeah. do i will i will look that up with uh with dr gpt and see what it has to say see what the see what the doctor says uh i just know that um because I mean, we do we do a lot of pull-ups in crossfit yep. and if we have weeks where sometimes the, the programming we just have a lot of different types of pull-ups so we'll have muscle-ups pull-ups jumping pull-ups burpee jumping pull-ups strict pull-ups you know they're all they all end up being pull-ups and if they all get like worked in you know i'll start to feel a little bit of strain in my shoulder and that i don't normally have um but i'm heavier than you by probably close to 100 pounds yeah but you're stronger (laughs) than me too well maybe you're heavier than me by about 95 pounds because coincidentally um just about a week or so before the marathon i started dosing creatine on a mm-hmm. daily basis yeah and you know creatine that's you know what bodybuilders use to get bigger right um and essentially what it does is it just you know it, it retains water you've got more water weight you know in mm-hmm. your body and some of that goes to the muscles makes you bulk up um but there have been studies that show that it can also benefit runners and endurance training mm-hmm. and also that it can significantly help cognitive brain function and maybe uh stave off things like alzheimer's and other forms of dementia so i was like seems cheap enough i'll try this um visually i definitely know it's had it has an impact cuz i am uh, hovering at about 3% or 5 pounds heavier than I have been, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of funny because here I am going into a marathon and I'm not losing weight. And in fact, I'm gaining weight. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? And then only just this past week did I realize, oh, right. This was expected. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, okay. You know, I'm still fairly tone. I've got, I can see a little bit of it right around the belly, mm-hmm. um, you know, but my core and everything else is still pretty toned. So I'm not not in despair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm just getting used to the fact that, you know, I weigh in at around 165 again now rather than 160. So mm-hmm. 
All right. <laughs> but ground game, bro, we will get to that. So I'm, right. I'm not going to put a number on it, but I will commit to doing push-ups and or pull-ups, uh, you know, on the daily basis. So I might even stagger it. Like if my shoulder's sore, I may not do push-ups that day, but I'll do some pull-ups or at your suggestion, maybe I'll do pull-ups one day, push-ups the next or something like that. And you do sit-ups and crunches. I mean, crunches. Uh, sure. Or hold plank, just hold plank for a minute or 30 yeah, seconds. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, well, all right. So, so since we're talking a little bit about exercise, so, you know, my back has been sore for a long time and, and I've been using yoga to, get my hips looser, get more flexible to help with that. Well, so for the planting period, I didn't do any workout. I didn't do any CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did yoga. Yep. And then um, while I was in Belize, I didn't do any CrossFit either. I just did yoga. Yep. And then I took, came back and I wasn't real, wasn't real interested in being sore. So I just did yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern here. I'm seeing a pattern here. So right now, my back does not hurt at all. And my flexibility has gone way up, kind of obvious. It should. But, you know, it's interesting. I was doing, uh, it's, I guess they call, uh, what do you call it? uh, Shoe shoe strap or I don't know. It's where you, shoelace, where you cross your, you're, you've got one leg crossed over the other and you're kind of leaning forward over yep. the hips and kind of pushing on the two, three weeks ago, it was so painful. My forward motion was about as much as I could move my head. I mean, it, I mean, and that's how, and I was, I mean, I was even awkward, like not even like fully, I couldn't even get my body straight up over my legs. It was like this crooked, awkward thing. And now I'm doing it as prescribed. <laughs> I mean, <Okay>. it's, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm not giving up on this. I'm going to, I'm going to keep working on it. I, I have noticed that, um, I am my flexibility, my mobility has definitely decreased some. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I did differently after this marathon than I have on any of the others is I took a solid week off completely no running. Mm-hmm. completely zero no running at all mm-hmm. and then uh i think i went to the yoga studio a couple times just for some you know light stuff and then i started to ease back into it um so i'm in the yoga studio now like not teaching but attending i'm mm-hmm. trying to take at least three classes a week again you know and get back up to that um but i've noticed like you know today we did a or yesterday we did gomukhasana which is the the more the the not yin version of shoelace mm-hmm. and it was rough for me you know it's like so so i've definitely lost some some mobility some flexibility due to you know a lot of running mm-hmm. uh, there's only so many hours in the day and a lot of my yoga time has been you know superseded by running time mm-hmm. Um, which is not a bad thing, but it's given me something to work on. You know, it's like, great. I've got something to work on again. You know, I used to be able to do shoelace without props. Now I have to do it with props again. Oh, well, I'm fine. Yeah. I have to use a prop. I got to sit on something or I I won't be able to move forward at all. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And there's, but, but you know what? I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is where, you know, I thought, 
especially, I mean, I, I think it's nice if a yoga teacher can demonstrate the quote unquote full expression of the pose, mm -hmm. but in yin, that's, you know, we don't look at it that way, right? Mm -hmm. You know, everyone has their expression of the pose mm -hmm. and there are differences and that's okay. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of that, I will probably be signing up because I've, I'm now outside my first three years and I need to do more continuing education units to maintain mm -hmm. my yoga certification. And my teachers, Josh and Terry Summers just announced a new 20 hour yin yoga, uh, yin yoga, Qigong, um, series, uh, continuing education thing. And, uh, so I'm probably going to sign up for that. That's going to get me 20 of my 30, you know, continuing education, uh, hours. So I'm cool. happy about that. Um, I've been spending more time also maintaining my, uh, professional certifications. So mm -hmm. like my, uh, my CISSP mm -hmm. probably going to be letting the SANS certifications taper off. Mm -hmm. Um, if I come up with a good idea to write a research paper, I may do that. Um, but I will probably, you know, kind of, kind of let, just let that go, but maintaining the CISSP, cause that's still, it's the one everyone's heard of, mm -hmm. you know, so I'll keep that active. Um, but you know, I've been attending vendor presentations and webinars just to, you know, sort of check that box and, mm -hmm. um, you know, but I was like, oh, okay, that's right. I got a yoga cert to maintain as well. Hmm. Okay, fine. So, so I'm working <laughs> on that. And, so, uh, yeah. So I've got a, uh, you know, professionally trained, uh, question for you in yoga. So what I, what I typically do in the mornings, uh, when I go to CrossFit, I, I do whatever stretching I feel like I need to do, um, to be successful that day. You know, like yep. if the workout's a specific thing, I start stretching the muscles associated with the coming exercise, as well as some of some things I do every, every day, like, I I'll do a pigeon pose or a, ver a variation of pigeon every yep. day just to yep. get those hips going and, and child's pose. I almost always do a child's pose, get my yep. back and all that stuff. Up. But so for the three weeks that I mentioned earlier, I did the exact same routine that entire time varied right. with my, you know, my other part of the day, I did the other things that I felt like I need. Do you think that there's any, um, obviously you wouldn't do that for your whole life, just one routine. Do you think there's any problem with doing the exact same routine for a period of time? So, so, so some people would say, yes, there can be a problem. Others will say, no, that's the way you should do it. Okay. For example, Bikram, <laughs> Bikram and Ashtanga yoga classically were two prescribed routines and they okay. did not change. Okay. So uh, those, the, the founders of those two schools coincidentally also repeated sexual offenders uh, would tell you that you should do just their routine over and all uh, over okay. and over. Others um, would say though, that there is a risk of a repetitive strain injury by doing mm -hmm. the same thing always. So even when I do things like when I do a, a vinyasa, when I go through chaturanga, um, you know, up dog, down dog, 
sometimes I will, you know, when you, when you're in up dog, your toes are pointed back. And then mm -hmm. when you press back to down dog, they you roll over the toes and, you know, you plant the, the balls of the feet. Most of the time when I do that, I will do one foot and then the other. Mm -hmm. Um, when I step forward, sometimes I will hop forward both feet, you know, when I hop forward to a forward fold, mm -hmm. sometimes I will hop forward 90% of the time. If I don't think about it, I will go forward with my left leg just because of my hip rotation. It's easier mm -hmm. to bring my left foot up. Um, so I consciously try to vary those. Mm -hmm. So I will consciously try to make sure that sometimes I'm stepping the right foot up first or the right foot back first. Mm -hmm. or I'm rolling over the right foot before I roll over the left. Mm -hmm. So there definitely is a risk, you know, repetitive strain injuries are a thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's good just to have a little bit of variation, but you know, that said, is it bad to do this? You know, those poses every day. I, I would be hard pressed to say, yes, you know, mm -hmm. it, you know, I, I wouldn't see a problem. But I would say you probably want to be doing more than just those things every day. Yes. Right. So as a not at all doctor uh, <laughs> and not a physical <laughs> therapist or anything like that, um, you know, I would say it's probably OK to do those. I don't think that's uh, that's really a bad thing. Cool. Yeah. You, you have 50 years experience walking around in that body. Yes, exactly. Not a doctor, but <laughs> not a doctor. I know my body, you know, I think those are, are fine. Right. Yeah. But I yeah. would, again, I would, I would, I would change it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I do the same, you know, like you mentioned in exercises, like I, we'd box, box step up is a scaling instead of a box jump up. I okay. alternate back and forth. I step with my right. I step down. I step up with my yes. left. I step down. Oh, you know, yep. cause you could technically do them just one leg Right. Well, that's, you see, that, and that's a different, like my physical therapy, you can't really see this, but let me, oh, let me, let me turn off, I'll show you here. I can turn off my video. My, background. my PT, I have, I have my box. Yeah. There you so go. You can see it's various sizes, right? Mm -hmm. And then I have the 18 inch bench, which I can use as a step as well. Right. Got a kettlebell hiding here. Uh-huh. There's another kettlebell under this because it's hollow. Uh-huh. I have another kettlebell in there. But when I'm doing my my you know my PT exercises, it's prescribed. It's left leg first, you know, do so many, right leg, mm -hmm. do so many. Yeah. So, you know, it's because you want to make sure you're doing those. But yeah, mm -hmm. I would definitely, if you're doing box step ups and stuff, absolutely be rotating, you know, be be alternating side to side. You definitely mm -hmm. don't want to do the same one all the time. Yeah. Cool. So, we're in agreement. Good. Good for us. <laughs> <laughs> Variety is the spice of life, they say. And a way to not injure yourself. Mm -hmm. So do you have a notion? I do. I've got a notion. Um, I am <laughs> experimenting with notion as a possible replacement for Evernote. Oh, okay. I have been on Evernote now since I think 2007. I forget mm -hmm. when my very first note was created. Um, I've the the app itself has been relatively stagnant for years, and you know it's just like I've I've had a number of complaints with the user interface, and so I'm just trying to you know figure out 
like exactly what I want to do with it, but I've been hearing nothing but good things about notion. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did notice like one thing that it doesn't do is, um, it doesn't, uh, it, you know, it's got a lot of features that Evernote lacks, but it, one thing that Evernote can do that notion does not do is search, uh, do text recognition against scans and OCR against uh, PDFs. Evernote, which one did you say couldn't do that? Evernote does. Oh, okay. If you have a paid version, Evernote will. Um, Notion will not. Sorry, I'm trying okay. to adjust my camera here. It's a little off side. Um, so that I'm trying to think, you know, there definitely have been times when I've been searching for a keyword and a PDF file pops up and I was like, oh, there's that. Mm -hmm. um, what Notion does have though is a lot, a ton of um, uh, third-party add-ons and mm -hmm. open source, you know, like someone apparently wrote a GitHub, uh, you know, or, or like a Python script to mm -hmm. enable searching within an attachment. Okay. So, um, Notion, so Notion doesn't do that. The other thing is it has no capability to do handwriting on the iPad app, which ah. Evernote does. That said, I never use it because the Apple Notes handwriting is so superior. Mm -hmm. I hate the way Evernote does it. It's just another thing I don't like about Evernote. Yeah. Um, so again, now I've looked and I did find, um, uh, uh, looks like a Python script that someone wrote to import your Apple notes into notion. Okay. So what I'm thinking is that Apple notes may just be my, my input and that mm -hmm. the permanent repository is notion for instance. Mm -hmm. So, so it's just something I'm playing with again, you know, this will be an evolution. Of course, I just renewed my Evernote professional subscription for another year, about, you know, three months ago. So mm -hmm. I've got some time to make it, but I was like, okay, this time I should start now, you know, start looking ahead. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that's really nice is that notion will import. It's like, it's cloud native. So you want to import from Evernote? There's a button, just click it. Right. Yeah. It's so much easier than when I tried briefly to switch from Evernote to OneNote. Mm -hmm. It's just easy. It's not a hack. And, and, you know, Notion will import from all kinds. It'll import from like Slack. You can pull your Slack messages in and archive them into Notion. Mm -hmm. um, it does similar integrations with third parties like Ift and others, mm -hmm. you know, so it doesn't seem like there's anything really stopping me, but, but, but I realized that that searching, you know, the, the, the OCR search within um, attachments was something that might keep me on Evernote unless that, that add-on will, will do that for me. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I still do all of my notes either in Google or in, in the Apple notes because my phone yep. is with me at all time. It's so easy to put notes in there. Yep. But, I, I like the the Google because every device I can search. I mean, doesn't matter what yep. my device is and it'll just go. I mean, you have the same thing with your app, but yep. yeah, exactly. I just like Google. Yeah. I mean, it works. And that's, that's the thing though. It's like, you know, geez, Apple, you know, they get everything there, but they, they really, they do a good job, you know, connecting, you know, ho hooking you to their devices. You, you can't leave. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm stuck on it. Great. Okay, whatever. So, mm -hmm. um, but you know, it, which is you know, ninety percent of the time, it's fine. I have a Windows laptop now for the hospital here on my desk, but my personal slash paradigm Windows laptop is sitting over on a shelf, unplugged. 
So <laughs> I don't, you know, I realized I was using it so infrequently. The only thing I was doing with it was every now and then I would fire it up just to keep it updated. And then I would get distracted like, oh, I need to download this for, you know, I need to put Python on this Windows machine for that next time when I, and I was just like, this is a waste of time. You know, so so I just put it off to the side and, you know, I don't even touch it right now. So mm -hmm. just don't even need it. That's cool. All right. What else? What else is going on? So I did buy my MacBook Pro 14 inch. Talk to me. <laughs> you know, I, I I it is it is super powerful. It's fast. It's faster than my my uh, 2019 MacBook Pro, obviously. But mm -hmm. I mean that it was top of the line then so it's it's right. like you know being 10 or 20 percent faster I mean, so it's not terribly faster but it is 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 this the one that scott recommended you get or the one that yes. he recommended you don't get here it was the one he recommended okay so it's got the newer guts and stuff it's not just an old thing with a, a new chip in it or something oh yeah yeah so i got the new m2 chip okay yeah the same right? as mine m2 or pro Oh, I've got the M2 in, in my air, my MacBook air. I have the M2 max M2 max. Okay. Mm -hmm. I do not have that. I have just the M2. Mm -hmm. So good. Yes. Yeah. All right. So it, I mean, it is fast as powerful. I mean, it, it just does what I tell it to do every time I tell it to do it. My <laughs> only, uh, like, like my, any good computer should. Yeah. My, you know, so they, they went back with the old magnet power cord mag safe adapter yes yeah those are so, nice and it's it's it actually the magnet is so strong i almost feel like i'm almost like afraid that it when i'm pulling it i'm gonna eventually pull the cord off i always make sure to grab a good hold of the you know the actual like square don't use the cord because you'll rip that thing off when i do it i i just grab it and like tip it you know like i break like, the seal kind of thing yeah yeah uh, so that's that's cool. It does have the HDMI native to it. Uh, it is bigger than I thought it would be. Like it's it's slightly taller than I thought ah, it would be. Thicker. Um, yep. It's thicker. I, yep. I was expecting it to be the same thickness as my existing MacBook Pro, but it's actually slightly thicker. Which I mean, we're talking about a quarter of an inch thicker. It's not it's not a whole lot thicker. Um, it's not a whole lot lighter. It is slightly lighter. It's, mm -hmm. It does have a smaller footprint. It's better for travel. Um, the docking station, my only bummer on the docking station, and, and this was ready, fire, aim kind of thing for me. Um, I bought the dock. Uh, but, Which one did you get? Uh, I'll have to look it up. Uh, it's the okay. one that Scott has. Okay. But it's, he said there's the there's the one that you could get and then there's the one that's a step up and i got the step up just because i knew i'd keep the thing uh the only the only thing that i have to do is one i want to switch to 4k monitors because i'm still on my view sonic the 1080p or 1080 whatever you know and i have to get active dongles I don't have active dongles, so uh, when I plug up to the to the uh, lightning port, it, my monitors don't come on. <laughs> so right now I'm plugged up to the the lightning port on the on the laptop and the HDMI port on the laptop, and I just haven't had time because I want to buy 4K monitors, make it a little bit sharper, and then uh, make sure I get the right dongles with it. <laughs> 
But uh, overall, I like it. It's fast. I didn't take it to Belize with me because I, uh, you know, I was like, I got a brand new $3,000 computer. I don't want to take it out of the country. <laughs> so I took my old crappy Dell XPS that's six years old and it did, you know, I was like, well, if, this, if it gets wet or it gets stolen or whatever, I don't care, but I sure don't want to lose my brand new laptop. <laughs> my brand new travel laptop. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i'm curious though because i was um i was looking at recently at getting a docking station for myself mm-hmm. um because what i'm doing now is my laptop is just plugged in via the USB-C cable mm-hmm. but it's connecting to an old usb hub which has one, two, three, four, five peripherals plugged into it right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so c- counting, uh, and it also goes through my, um, my ethernet uh, goes to that and my monitor goes through it and it works pretty well. You know, I, I, I like this situation, um, but I, I bought recently a 90 degree USB-C adapter so that I wouldn't have this USB cable coming out of my MacBook, right? Yeah. And when I plug it in, it doesn't work. It it works, but the peripherals in the USB, the old USB-A plug, that does not work. So I plug it in, I can see my, my display that works through it, but that other hub doesn't. And huh. I was like, oh, that's it. Oh. Oh, <laughs> it's boring. And, you know, because I felt badly for, you know, like all this crap that just goes back sitting into a landfill, I didn't return this, you know, this cable. It's it's 10 bucks. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But I did buy a second one thinking it was a bad cable and got the same exact results. Mm. So I now have two six inch USB-C cable extenders. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I'm looking to find the dock so I can tell you what I got, but it's, uh, man, I can't find it. I know I bought it because I have it. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll look it up and, and find it and send it to you. Um, but yeah, it's it's got, every, so it's got four, US, the USB-A, and then it has the, the three lightning ports on it, and it's powered. So I've got my um, my NVMe. So I've, I for my uh, my backup drive, I put mm-hmm. a NVMe two terabyte into a little USB, um, mm-hmm. and, and it works great. You know, my backups are yep. fast and silent. I want yep. silent. I want no moving parts. <laughs> so I have yeah. a you know like a two terabyte drive sitting here on my desk but it's formatted as NTFS. And I had forgotten that Macs can't natively read that without third-party apps, you know, third-party uh, an add-on, like a Fuse extension or something. And I was like, wait, what? I can't read, what? <laughs> I totally forgotten that. I thought I thought they could write, you know, they can read it. I can read it just fine. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to archive some stuff because I have a SharePoint site, you know, with my, um, my OneDrive and my Office 365 account. And I just use that as my giant archiving thing. Well, I just got a recently a note saying your SharePoint style is out of space. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, you know, there's some stuff that I don't need to keep up there, but I do want to keep it somewhere, you know, just for easy access. And so I'll just throw it on this drive over here, plug the drive into my laptop. Can't read it. I mean, can't write to it. Mm-hmm. So don't, isn't the common one that EXT that will do that one across Windows and Mac? Uh, FAT32. FAT32. Yeah. Yeah. FAT32, but it lacks the same permissions structure and the security that NT, NTFS has. Yeah. Not that I really care. You know, mm-hmm. it's a drive sitting here and that, you know, it's, there's nothing locking it down or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter in this case. It's got slightly, fi- it supports uh, larger files and stuff too. I don't know, even know where FAT32 is right now compared to NTFS as far as like file sizes, maximum number of files, etc. Yeah. I used to pay attention to that stuff and I don't right now. So. Yeah, I don't do, uh, yeah, I don't spend a lot of time creating great big old files. They're all... Yep. <laughs> yep so well and then the other thing that i got you know in my mac world uh is i got the airpods pro to the latest ones oh uh, and i've never i've never owned airpods because yep. stupid things are so expensive and uh so i i got them and i was because i what i wanted is i need something to be able to uh when i I've got my trucker headset, which I love, but yep. I need to be able to make phone calls. And when I travel, I can't carry that trucker headset. It's just, it's not convenient where the, the AirPods fit in a little tiny case, fit in your pocket, backpack, wherever. And if I have yep. them, I need them. And I was like, well, if they don't stay in my ears perfectly, like the previous ones, it's fine. As long as I can talk on the phone without taking my big old headset. Yep. And and it does that fine. Uh, they they do that really well. Uh, the thing that was the and maybe they've all done it. The thing that was the is the really cool part is the silencer. You know, like you put them in and the sound deadening. And you put it in your ears and you hear noise and then all of a sudden it fades into nothing. I hear nothing. <laughs> See, I was wondering about that because I, you may recall, I did have the second generation AirPods Pro for a while mm-hmm. when I was troubleshooting stuff. And I, you may have seen the, in the signal chat, the podcast signal chat, um, but all of the weird blurry garbled transformer problems that I was having mm-hmm. with the AirPods was indeed caused by the Alexa app. <laughs> But I disabled its access to Bluetooth and Mm -hmm. GPS geolocation. Mm -hmm. The problems went away. Now, Mm -hmm. I still have the other stupid Apple Bluetooth problems. Apple (laughs) still can't get its head out of its own butt when it comes to, you know, like connectivity problems. It's like, I'll answer a call by clicking the AirPods and it'll transfer it to the handset, you know, and just stupid stuff like that like i'll be sitting here wanting to pick you know pick up the phone and telling it all right connect to the phone and it connects to the ipad Mm -hmm. and like why you know like i say hey dingus call so and so it starts making the call and i put the airpods in and it connects to a different device yeah so just you know dumb stuff like that still that's not going away but that said, my AirPods Pros have been very stable and reliable lately. You may recall, like there was a time last year when like they weren't charging anymore mm-hmm. and 
and it just fixed. And then suddenly it's, it's fixed and it's working okay again. And it has been knock on wood for a while. So mm-hmm. I'm considering maybe this black Friday I'll upgrade again, you know, but for right now I've got the AirPods pro and knock on wood, they're still working. Okay. So the, the, the things that I, that I do like about them is part of the problems of what you listed, which can also be problematic. Um, I think that my phone takes precedent over all the other devices. Yep. Uh, so my Mac, my iPad, and my watch. Yep. If I just press the button, it's going to default to my phone. So why don't we fix this right now? <laughs> Let's go into our Bluetooth settings. <laughs> and I'm going to do this on my iPad and my iPhone and my um, on my Mac the three Mm -hmm. devices that I have my AirPods connected to. I'm going to click on Bluetooth on all of those or tap on it. And -hmm. I'm going to click on the AirPods Pro. Mm -hmm. And let's see. So under Peter's AirPods Pro, la la la, connect to this iPhone or Peter's AirPods Pro connects to this Automatically when Uh last connect. I'm with you. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, that's good to know. Yes. That's podcast gold right there. <laughs> I hope you like, this is the kind of thing that, um, that, that, that listener and friend of the show, Scott Wilsey would normally be private messaging me later saying, can't believe you guys don't know this. You should have told us this. Well, Scott, <laughs> we did. Are you happy now? So yeah, when last connected, I believe is the best option because automatically is essentially wrong. Yeah. Yes. Because so. like yesterday, I mean, perfect example. I was listening to Pandora on my phone and then I went away and I was listening to my audiobook on my watch. And then I just was near my phone again and I wanted to click my earbud and it just go back into my phone and nope, it goes back to or go my watch. It goes back to my phone and starts playing music again. I'm like, yep. Okay. Good to know. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> so that one's fantastic. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I am I am looking at in the AirPods 2, the second gen. I didn't really have a chance to, to I didn't try them very long because you know, again, I was so frustrated with the 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 you know the audio problems that you know I didn't want to didn't want to invest three hundred dollars to fix a problem that wasn't gonna fix the problem. Yeah. That said, I have been recently not satisfied with the airpods noise canceling mm-hmm. it's like sometimes when like i'll go out for a run and i'm running you know through town and an, a fire tr- truck or an ambulance goes by and they crank the siren even when i have uh, noise canceling on it i don't even notice you know it just blasts right through that mm-hmm. for example and i know they added some you know noise canceling features um, with the AirPods Pro 2. So I'll probably get something like that, you know, and then of course with my luck, they'll, you know, release the AirPods Pro 3 like six six hours later or something. Six hours, yeah, the very next day. Exactly. So, <laughs> well, that's what the Mac Rumors buyer, Buyer's Guide is good for. Mm-hmm. So there is a interesting phenomenon though, like when you put it in your ears and then if you've got it set to where it noise cancels, it feel I think it is, and I have I, I I just haven't had time to do the research to see, but it feels like it's physically 
vacuuming in just a little bit. They feel like they go a little bit tighter into your ears. Like there's, I don't know if there's a, a flapper that moves, it causes a vowel, you know, but uh, when the noise canceling goes in, uh, it, it feels like they pull in just a little bit tighter. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also interesting. I don't hear anything. I've got a little bit of tinnitus in my ear. Uh, okay. So when I'm in a, a, you know, when I'm in absolute silence, nothing, I hear a ringing. Well, yep. I don't hear a ringing when right. those are in my ear. Yep. It silences that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's interesting though. Cause that, I don't know how tinnitus, tinnitus or tinnitus. I don't know how that works. Cause I thought it was, but it's yeah, gotta it, be, if, if the air, if the canceling is doing it, then that means it has to be a reaction. Your, your ear has to be responding to something. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be hearing something, mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to, to respond to that. So yeah. that's interesting. I bet, I bet Google would tell me if I bothered to look it up. Yeah. Chat GPT <laughs> might also. So <laughs> yeah, chat GPT. <laughs> uh, all right. Thinking, so <laughs> We're, you know, we're, we're quick. Well, we're almost out of time all the way, but, you know, I was thinking about chat GPT, you know, it would be very easy. And I imagine they probably already done it, is a chat GPT girlfriend. You know, you just oh, talk. People are doing you, companions like that. Oh yeah. That, that, that they're doing that. They're doing therapists and all kinds of stuff. Just, just wait. <laughs> yeah. <Oof>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I've been surprised. You know, I get, um, I've been getting a lot of spam on my phone. They'll be like, Hey, you know, they'll say, Hey, John, not even like my right name. Yes. Hey, John, are you, are you coming over for dinner or, or what are you free this weekend? And, and I've replied back to them, you know, like toss something back just to see if it's AI to see if it's going to do anything back, but it's actually, at least all the ones that have contacted me have been real people. And I mean, I wait for a response and like, and then I block. <laughs> so those are those, those very well could be pig butchering scams, pig butchering scams. Yes. So not just spam, but those could very well be, um, you know, someone luring you trying to see, because what happens is they'll, um, they lure you in with something like that. You'll go back, Oh, this isn't John. And they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I must have the wrong number. Ha ha. It's funny when that happens, blah, blah, blah. And they use that just, you know, you should know in marketing, it's just a Mm -hmm. hook. It's just a way to get, get you talking. Mm-hmm. And then from there, eventually it's like, you know, uh, dot, 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 do you want to invest in crypto? And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's stuff like that. So, yeah. and, you know, these can be you know, evolve into romance scams and all kinds of stuff like that. So the, the best advice is just block the number reported as a scam and forget you ever had it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I usually do. I get, I don't know, three or four a week and they just mm-hmm. report junk. I hate that. Well, and maybe you can, it's like, if you, if you look at something and if you do anything with it, you can no longer do the report junk. Something's playing music. I have a, oh, I was looking up the AirPods pro and an ad started playing for it. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks a lot. But yeah, you can't, you can't respond to any of that stuff or anything and then report it as junk. You can only report it as junk 
the first time it comes in. Really? <laughs> yeah, thought that was interesting. How, so, how, now, what what method do you use to report it as junk? Uh, there's a uh, so like a text comes in to me, and I yep. don't know the number. Right yep. underneath of it, it says "report junk," and it blocks it and deletes it all in okay. one step. Okay. Uh, if you answer it in any way, then you've got I've got a blocked content, and I just add that phone number to the blocked content rather than having a thousand different phone numbers in my phone. Okay. <laughs> and I just block all the contact. You so you can always, in addition to that, you could um forward a text message to seven seven two six seven seven two six uh-huh yes seven what is that that is spam if you have an old t9 dial pad uh-huh. is spam and whichever i believe it's a standard across carriers i know verizon and at&t both supported that um, so you can do that and it will, um, it'll mark it at the carrier. It's basically it's submitting a spam request. It doesn't block it outright, but mm-hmm. it, um, you know, and then you can block the number so you can do your own report that way. And then okay. manually you can add the contact, but it is a pain to, to do that. You have to add it as a, you know, get into the info, call up the contact sheet, block that number, but, mm-hmm. but it can be done. So yeah, but, even if that report junk thing goes away. Cool. See, yeah. there, there's some more gold. Learn something else. Well, this is a good one. We should quit <laughs> while we're ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's about that time then. I think it is about that time. So dear listener, if you want to find us, oh, incidentally, the AirPod Pros are now on sale again. They're 20% off, $199. Second generation. Which <sighs> think is the lowest price i've seen like you know i think that's that's pretty much what the like black friday prices were like so so if you're interested in that you could get that yeah um, i even had mine labeled oh label engraved engraved oh that kills your resale value man i don't resell <laughs> anything anyway no that's true sometimes i'll trade in but apparently mine would be worth like five dollars right now so there's no way i'm parting with them for that <laughs> But anyway, if you want to find us, you can find us at blurringthelinespodcast.com. You can find Adam at sublimecomp.com and rrlavenderfarm.com. You can find him on Twitter at, at sublimecomp. And you can find me at pn72.com. And from there, you can find links to all my other presences. So that's how you find me. Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. And with that, Let's push the big red laser-powered button. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.